Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike on Mike Wadecast. I just read that Quentin Tarantino and Brad Pitt used the film Billy Jack and Tom Laughlin's performance as an influence while they were developing Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't know that, did you? Maybe I should back up. Do you even know who Billy Jack is? Billy Jack was a Green Beret who served in Vietnam, who also happened to be half Navajo. And in the movie that was released in the early 70s, he was the strong silent type, up to a point. And the most famous scene is when the locals are mistreating a group of defenseless Native American children. And finally, Billy Jack has just had it. He says what I think is one of the most famous lines in cinema. Sometimes I just go berserk. And then proceeds to give the first guy he sees a crescent kick to the side of his jaw. And from there, he just cleans house with all these cool martial arts moves he has in his black belt tool belt. His character was one of those, I'll never start a fight, but I'll sure finish it. One of those kind of characters, which in retrospect, at least in my rearview mirror, kind of obscures the point of the scene. The scene was about racism towards the people who lived on the land before we did. But what we remember, and I'm not going to pretend to speak for all European Americans, what I remember is the swift and righteous punishment meted out by a guy who demonstrated lots of patience and then resorted to violence only when he had to. And patience is what I really want to talk about. But I couldn't unsee this once upon a time in Hollywood link to Billy Jack, and therefore I just I couldn't unshare it. Just like I can't unshare the fact that there are all these Billy Jack sequels. Because I remember there being one, I did not remember there being three. Yes, there are a total of four Billy Jack movies, which you can purchase right now on Amazon. It's the complete Billy Jack collection on DVD. It consists of Billy Jack, The Trial of Billy Jack, Billy Jack Goes to Washington, and something called Born Losers. Now, this box set goes for about 85 bucks. So if you bought it after tax, you'd probably pay close to $100 for four movies that made film critics back in the day go berserk. Although, in fairness, Gene Siskel, who played Stan Laurel to Roger Ebert's Oliver Hardy, did give it a thumbs up. He gave it three and a half out of four stars. That's pretty good. The theme song, One Tin Soldier, was a top 40 hit. The female lead was nominated for a Golden Globe. And Tom Laughlin, he, he played the title role and won a prize at some film festival in Italy. People who remember the movie may have forgotten that he directed and co-wrote the script. Not to mention two big-time studios, 20th Century Fox and Warner Brothers, both committed to releasing the film and then both, at different times, backed out. So Tom Laughlin released it using his own money. Okay, so this guy was all in, no matter what it cost him. And you have to admire that, don't you? But we have not come here to praise Billy Jack or to bury him. In all honesty, I, I just remembered the berserk line and the karate moves. But if you asked me about plot points, I, I couldn't tell you other than it was about the mistreatment of Native Americans. Well, after I reacquainted myself with what actually happened in the movie, it was quite the eye-opener. And, and I get now why Billy Jack finally fought back. That scene where the kids have white flour dumped on their heads that leads to everybody kung fu fighting, that happens after a sexual assault and a murder earlier in the movie. And at the end of the movie, there's a, some pervy guy with a 13-year-old girl 
And even after our hero tries to stop him, it's only when the guy shoots him that Billy Jack drops him with one chop to the throat. And that winds up killing him. And now, remember, this is a different death, not the murder I mentioned earlier. So Billy Jack, for reasons I still don't understand, winds up in cuffs. And, of course, that sets up the trial of Billy Jack, where I presume his attorney brought up something about self-defense. Your Honor, why are we here? My client took a bullet first. He wasn't shot by a dead guy. So there's lots of violence that's used to justify Billy Jack's reaction. And, And you may be thinking, how did you forget about all those terrible things? You're telling me all these years later when someone says Billy Jack, all you remember is him very quietly in a menacing tone saying, sometimes I just go, and then he yells, berserk? Well, my answer about forgetting a lot of what happened in that movie is this. As fragile as it may sound today, when I saw it, I just wanted to see an action movie. I was a little young to be looking for messages. Now, at this point, I have to ask, do you remember what it is I wanted to talk about? I did say it, but it probably got lost in what you thought was turning into a segment on Turner Classic Movies. It's patience. I did say patience is what I really wanted to talk about. Because if Billy Jack was made today, and and, and let's say Quentin Tarantino wrote and directed it, the same messages about discrimination would be there, but I'm not so sure the lead character with those skills wouldn't use them as soon as he saw Miss Justice. In other words, I think he would be more of a vigilante. I think he'd be a guy who was, when he saw a wrong, he would right it right in the moment. His motivation would be, I'm just not going to let it get to that point. I'm correcting this in the here and now. He would put the fear of Cobra Kai in them as he showed them no mercy. But that's not how Tom Laughlin wrote it. His Billy Jack had a slow burn and finally reached the point where he couldn't let it go, nor should he have. Today, I just think we have too many Billy Jacks. They've all got a short fuse, and they've all gone berserk. Over social issues? No. Pretty much how they're treated. So let me drag and drop all of this into a folder I've labeled rude behavior. Their justification for their actions and subsequent reactions is that they were disrespected. And when that happens, well, well, anything goes. Shouting matches, fists, knives, guns, vandalism because they creeped your address on the Internet. I mean, you got to be real careful when you get into an argument nowadays because people will turn into Billy Jack faster than a snake flicks out his tongue, striking out with the deadly force of a rattler, not realizing that wasn't how Billy Jack acted because that's not the way he thought. See, Billy Jack wasn't a bully, but bullies today in real life and on social media won't give a second or third thought to double cannon punching you with the pen and the sword. Boy, it just seems like it doesn't take much to set someone off nowadays. And after we cross the threshold of a deep breath, everybody wants to take everybody else out. When the smart play is to let it go. We just can't let things go. And, and don't get the wrong idea. I have a long memory. I get angry. But I'm a long way removed from the days where I would throw things against the wall in a radio station production room because I lost my temper. It's just easier for me now to let things go. I I guess. (laughs) I guess it's because I'm older, maybe a little wiser, not to stay locked and loaded on the person in front of me at the grocery store who has a full basket and a wallet brimming with coupons when I already have half my stuff on the conveyor belt and then now I'm trapped. So today, instead of getting ticked off and shoving my remaining items as close to the register as a way to say to the cashier, can you hurry it up? What is taking you so long? 
doing that while at the same time using body language and facial expressions to the poor person in front of me that, that communicate, how did I get stuck behind a big, fat, cheap loser like you? Now I'll just wait my turn. Scroll my phone so it takes a few minutes longer than I wanted. Man, I wish, I'd have, I wish that would have occurred to me a long time ago. We seem to be drowning in a sinkhole of our own making. On the one hand, in our instant gratification world, we can't slow down, and then on the other, we don't want to allow someone else to dictate the tempo. Besides the fact, everyone feels like even when you do say something that is, is appropriate for the situation and is non-threatening, boy, it doesn't take long before that other person's chin juts out and their head cocks a little sideways, they give the eye squint, their chest puffs out, and when it looks like they're reaching for something, you have to wonder why you didn't just let it go. Sometimes I just go on with my business and I look forward to the rest of my day. Not hanging on to something I can't change and letting it ruin my day, not to mention the way I treat people who have had nothing to do with it. There's a reason they say patience is a virtue. And I defer to the wisdom of Solomon who wrote, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Not to get all chapter and verse on you, but are you quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger? Because if not, why don't you try it? And by the way, neither one of those verses say, don't get angry. So don't think I'm advising you to turn both cheeks. Maybe I was speaking too quickly for you to hear it. They both say slow to anger. If we could just get to that point, where we had the patience to let things go, which is another way to say extend grace, then maybe we could get to a place where people would become so slow to anger, they may never get angry at all. And how great would that be? We could cue the music, roll the credits, and let our inner tin soldier just ride away. This has been The Mike on Mike Wavecast. Thanks for listening.